Lose the Cape, episode 39. Welcome to the Lose the Cape podcast, where we get real with busy moms and talk about how they survive their daily juggle. If you are a busy mom who believes in the idea of moms helping moms with tips, tools, and resources to survive, this is the podcast for you. Well, hello, everybody. It is almost four o'clock in the afternoon on um, Thursday, November 3rd. I wanted to have this podcast released um, last Friday. (laughs) It's been another one of those kind of weeks. And if you listened last week, you saw that last week was the same way too. Let me just tell you a little bit about what I've gone through with this episode. So first of all, it's with Mariana Ruiz. And she is an amazing source of information and just um, really, really calm, cool, and collected about um, content strategy and organization and all those kinds of fun things. So it's an episode that I really, really wanted to get out to everybody. But I, um, in my in my job, um, I do copywriting and transcription and creating blog posts for my clients uh, from their videos or recordings that they've made or uh, Facebook Live presentations, all those types of things. We take those and we create really good blog posts from them. So I have been um, on YouTube videos, you have the option of speeding things up. And obviously you want to speed up somebody speaking, especially like a, a, a Facebook video, right? Because you know how it is. You get on there and you repeat yourself a lot of times because you're trying to catch up people that just came in or you sometimes start to ramble or whatever. So I like to listen to the audio in higher speeds. Um, I also like to do that when I'm listening to podcasts so that it doesn't take me so long to listen to them. So I was looking for a program that I could use um, to help me speed up audio files because the programs that I'm currently using to do my editing, I could not find an option if there is an option. So anyway, I find this, all the details, whatever. I find this program called Express Scribe. It looks great. It's free. It does exactly what I need to do. I just need to be able to speed up the audio while I'm listening to it and taking notes, right? So I download it and I don't know anything about this program and I ask it to uh, import some audio so that I know, can play around with it, right? So guess what I did? I imported the entire because you have to import by a folder I imported the entire folder of all the audio from this year's lose the cape episodes and once it imports them into the system it converts them to a completely different type of file a dct file which is a dictation file I have spent two days in as much time as I could while balancing other work trying to figure out how to (laughs) How to then um, convert a DCT file back to an MP3 because you can't do that with Scribe. I've been downloading different programs and finally I was just like, okay, this is just crazy. So I luckily still had the video, went back to the video, re-edited the video, re-exported the audio And then had to go screen capture another episode so that I could get the audio from the intro, get that cleaned up, and export it again as an audio file because that was also in the folder, our lovely little music intro. And oh my goodness. So for those of you who don't deal with podcasts or... um, or have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm sorry that you just had to listen to me ramble for four minutes about this. 
Point being, if you're considering starting a podcast, just know that there's sometimes a lot of extra work that you wind up doing. And then secondly, if you happen to be a really techie kind of person and uh, you feel like throwing some free pointers my way on great free tools that can convert different types of things. I mean, it's really hard to find a free tool that does a lot of that stuff. That was the other problem. Like I would download the free demo and then of course their free demo wouldn't let you do anything. I mean, you know how that goes. So anyway, I don't want to waste any more of our precious time. I need to get this file edited, uploaded, and uh, published so that you guys can hear this great interview with Mariana and her baby Gabrielle, who um, interjects a few times in the in the episode, although we did edit out quite a bit of, of it. Um, so anyway, great interview, um, and this is what it's like to lose the cape, isn't it? Um, and if you're interested in any of our services doing your transcription for you, I promise not to screw up your audio files and cause a big scene. I think I've uh, learned my lesson, but uh, you can find out more information on how to contact us to schedule an appointment to chat at writepublishcell.co. Today on the Lose the Cape podcast, I'm pleased to bring you Mariana Ruiz. She is a business coach that frees moms from the nine to five struggles by helping them create profitable online businesses. That's a mouthful. Profitable online businesses through uh, marketing strategies, um, helping them to beat the tech overwhelm, which all of us feel all the time, and helping them get paying clients, which is always a bonus. <laughs> no one wants to do free work, right? So she's been featured across all kinds of podcasts and online courses, um, sites such as Huffington Post. And um, and I'm excited to pick her brain today about becoming more profitable and running my business better. So thank you, Mariana, for being with us. Thanks for having me. Mariana and Gabrielle, right? Or Gabriella? Gabriella, yes. Gabriella. We have a special <laughs> visitor. Every once in a while, my kids uh, make uh, sneak in, um, surprise visits on this as well, over the summer at least, since they're home. But today I have a babysitter, so hopefully she will keep them occupied. <laughs> <laughs> I had to draw the line the last time when my four-year-old came running across in nothing but her undies, and I was like, okay, this is out of control. I have to, um, I have to get some help while I'm doing these. But how are you doing? Good, thank you. Yes, we also just got a nanny, but she only comes the days my husband is working because he babysits, right? <laughs> and, and as we were discussing before recording, they do babysitting so well as she sits here, for those who are listening, sits here with the baby on her lap while her husband is babysitting. So <laughs> that's kind of the way it goes. Oh, moms, work at home, moms unite. Uh, so, um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. You have two children? Yeah, I have two kids. They're one and two. Years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I bow down to you. <laughs> yeah. So that's, um, it's a lot, but I finally got a nanny. It's been a long time. My, my daughter's finally about to turn one. So and I've been home ever since she came home from the hospital. So wow. that's great. So you were working where you were in corporate America, uh, with your son or yeah, I was in corporate and um, I was working as I'm a nurse. So I started, I was working as a case manager at the hospital and I started my health coaching business. That's where I started. Mm -hmm. And that was 
tough. I got pregnant and teaching people how to lose weight while I was gaining weight. <laughs> it was fun. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, I just like pushed through and then my daughter was born super preemie. She was two pounds when she was born oh, yeah. in the hospital for over two months and I had to make it work. And so as I was going through everything, I was like, you know what? I think this didn't just happen for no reason. I think I need to teach people what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So I started to coach moms at first, you know, for business coaching for free because I didn't really feel confident yet. And then um, in January, I launched officially as a health coach or I'm sorry, as a business coach and have been doing it ever since. And it's just completely blown up. I think people look at it and are like, how are you, how have you been able to grow so quickly? And I remind people like I had my first go around at my first online business right and I've run other businesses offline so you know this is what I teach this is what I do so right you weren't you weren't a newbie when you launched your this business so exactly make <laughs> makes a big difference totally. so um well, I wanted to mention that I totally understand your NICU uh, struggles because I had a daughter. I had twins, actually. Um, one of them passed away after they were born, but um, they were born at 30 weeks, um, but the survivor was actually growth restricted. So she was a one pound, 10 ounce baby. So oh. I feel your NICU, uh, it's a nightmare. People yeah, know. it really is. Yeah. I so. wouldn't wish that on anybody. It was so no. hard. No, it's not a good time. So I'm glad she's doing well and she looks very healthy. And yeah, she's, she's about to be done. Yeah. Almost, awesome. yeah. She got discharged from all her therapies. When she first came home, she was on breathing monitors and all kinds wow. of, it was so scary. Um, yeah. But now she's released from all therapies and breathing on her own really well. So she's doing really awesome. That's great. They're strong, those little NICU babies. I tell you what. Yeah. Strong, strong willed. Watch out. Minus oh, four yeah. now. And she's a <laughs> firecracker. <laughs> so, all right. Well, back to business. So, you help moms like me, which is fantastic. I actually just recently interviewed um, Annette Ferguson, who is an accountant, and she was giving me all kinds of financial tips. So, now I'm excited to get the, the marketing strategies angle. Um, cause marketing is hard for women. I think, I think we're a lot of times now I'm a writer and an author and I know with writers, it goes across the board, women and men, we're um, terrified of like promoting ourselves, but I think in general, women seem to struggle with it. So, um, what kind of marketing strategies do you like to provide to moms, especially those of us who are like nap time hustlers and you know, <laughs> working from home with kids on our laps? <laughs> yeah. So I think that the biggest tip um, and one of the reasons that I have been able to do so good is because I just think about it as helping people um, because of my background in nursing. Like you literally are just trying to help people and focus on building those solid real relationships. So I think people think of online businesses like I'm going to do one Facebook post and <laughs> everyone's going to come flocking to me. <laughs> and that's just not the reality. Um, Especially so, when Facebook says, and I'm going to show that post to two people. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
yeah, not so much. Yeah. And so I, I like to bring a lot of this like reality, right? Like what is reality and what does it look like on your side? Cause you know, I hate to say it, but there's a lot of marketers that are doing really awesome and that literally can do one Facebook post and get tons of interest. But when you're starting out, that's just not the way that it looks. Mm -hmm. Um, and so first of all, being okay with, you know, posting content that is similar and repurposing it. I'm, I am all about content creation and I think that's the, how you can start to build the relationship with people um, is through giving them value and creating content. Like you have this podcast, other people have blogs, um, you know, even, you know, Facebook live has been really big lately. Mm-hmm. And even in my Facebook post, I just try to give, 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 give tons yeah. of value. Yeah. I agree. That's, that's good to do. So what kind of, um, what kind of businesses do you work with mostly? I mean, what kind of, what do you see? Do you see writers? Do you see, uh, do you see, gosh, I don't know why I just drew a total blank on that. Uh, graphic artists, uh, creatives, or do you work with people who do um, product based or? Yeah. So I mostly work with women who are like coaches, either mindset coaches, business coaches, um, I even worked with a potty training coach, which is awesome. Uh, fun. <laughs> yeah. She she me to train my son in like yeah. three days. It was awesome. Yeah, uh, he's, he's potty trained already at two? Yeah. He was actually potty trained at 18 months because of her. It was. Wow. Yeah. She's a miracle worker. <laughs> if you need I can't her even contact. tell you the thousands of dollars she saved you in diapers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Um, so, okay. So give us an example of a, a marketing strategy then that you might give to like your potty training lady. What kinds of stuff did you have her do? Okay. So here's an example. Um, I like to think of content as either long form content and then short form content. So long form content is something like a video, a podcast, or a blog post where you have one topic that you're diving deeper into and you might have like five, six, seven, eight little nuggets of wisdom inside of it. Mm-hmm. And so from there, what I do is I don't have people only do that kind of talk content because that content is awesome, but it's all condensed into one place and other people that don't watch the video or don't read the whole blog post are not going to get that information. So in order to like be really, really smart with your time too, (laughs) which I know is a thing for moms, I have you take all the nuggets that you can come up with inside of that and then create those into little Facebook posts um, or Instagram images or tweets. Like you could literally come up with like 60 tweets from a few nuggets. Wow, that's a great idea. Yeah. Down. <laughs> it's so and it's I mean it's so simple. That's the thing about marketing that kills me is that a lot of the best ideas are like so simple but they just don't pop into my head normally, you know. <laughs> yeah. to tell me. Yeah, and it's it's really easy to like repurpose and um and I think people have this fear around like well what if they've already seen it. And mm. I think that It's just about changing your mindset about what people see and don't see. And I I think it's remembering that to learn, people have to see it a few times. So being okay with it, um, getting shared a few times 
is actually good for your clients or potential clients so that they can absorb the information better. Absolutely. And I, I read something um, not too long ago um, about people need to see something five to seven times before they will decide to buy it. So, I mean, obviously not at Target because I just put all that crap right in my basket walking right by it. But when it comes to, you know, buying a service or or coaching plan or something like that, or even even direct sales stuff or whatnot, five to seven times. So. Yeah, yeah, you got to keep putting it out there. Yeah, even opt-ins I found is about the same as well. So I think mm. people get discouraged. They're like, "But it's free," but they still don't know a hundred percent about it. They're not. It takes a few times for them to be sold on putting the effort, whether it's just writing down their email address or actually committing to buy. Yeah. Well, and people are smart. They know that if they get your opt-in, you're they're giving the email address and. You know, a lot of people are very, very cautious about doing that. So I get that too. Yeah. Um, so you said that, uh, well, before I move on to that question, what are some of the biggest issues that you um, see repeatedly with your customers, with your clients, and, and how do you help them overcome those? So one of the biggest issues I see is um, not understanding their ideal client. Mm. Um this is, I could talk about this all day and I do talk about this all day because <laughs> that's kind of like where I always start with my clients. Um, but I think remembering that the ideal client's point of view, right. And going into not just the demographics, which I think is what most like avatar exercises will have you say like, Oh, it's a female from 20 to 30 years old. Right. And that's all great. But I think going into the psychographics. So what is their state of mind? Like what are their obstacles? What's going on in their life that would prevent them from buying? Um, yeah. Um, and, so I'm yeah, sorry, the content around that. I love that psychographics. Sorry, I'm writing this down because <laughs> I don't want to forget that. So um, how, how do you help them then dig deep into that to figure out what those issues are uh, of the psychographics? Um, so I have like a whole bunch of questions um, about just understanding like, what are their hopes, fears, and dreams? That's ultimately the goal of all my questions. Mm -hmm. Hopes, fears, and dreams. And that helps you to get into their state of mind. I also have a degree in psychology, which, like, it's funny how things stack up in your life. And you're uh -huh. like, I never thought I would be using all of this. Yeah, um, no kidding. And I was working as a you know, as a nurse, and I didn't use all of the psychology stuff. But when I found out about marketing, I was like, oh, this is so fun. It's like psychology again. It really is. It really is. I mean, I hadn't made that connection before. But now that you say it, it's it's so psychological. So um, when you were working and starting to grow your first business, I don't think I asked this before. Was it your daughter's premature birth and the time in the NICU that made you realize that you wanted to be working completely independently and on your own? Or had you already kind of come to the decision that you wanted to run your own business before all of that went down? So I was up for a promotion at my job and I was going to be the director of multiple hospitals. And wow. I was 
applying for grad school again because I even though I didn't need the degree I was like I would feel comfortable if I got another master's I don't know I'm kind of a nerd so I'll find any excuse to go back to school and then I started looking at what it would really look like to continue to climb that corporate ladder and I had my son at the time who was less than one and I was seeing him an hour a day and I was like this is gonna just get worse um and I saw the work that my boss was doing and having to go to meetings and present here and there, like in the evenings. And I was like, that's going to cut even more into my kid time. And I don't know if I could do that. Um, plus, the pressure is a lot more, obviously. So that's when I kind of started. I went into the decision to do a health coaching um, mm -hmm. and kind of get my feet wet with being my own boss. Mm -hmm. um, again, I, I had um i do i have rental property so i had that as like a side business but i wanted to do something a little bit more like that i didn't have to invest like <laughs> thousands of dollars right right <laughs> for real estate that's a that's a big chunk of investment there uh, what are some of the biggest challenges that you face while you're trying to grow your mom as you i mean grow your mom grow your family as you grow your business um just balancing my kids like they take a lot of time and a lot of energy and I finally got a nanny but it was not that way for over 18 months <laughs> yeah, that's a long so, time to try I mean, balance a whole year I've been home but I was growing my business just now evenings when I first started and I was still full-time yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, it's definitely difficult trying to, to manage two small children, even when you have nothing else going on, let alone trying to manage your clients and grow your business and do all of the businessy stuff. I, I find that that's so um, takes up so much more time than I ever imagined, just all of the paperwork and budgeting and finance and paying stuff and all that crud. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so have you had any, uh, nanny's going to help you big time, but do you have any other resources or things that help you kind of balance your life or keep it all together? Uh, no, we don't have any family here or anything. Um, wow. we are completely removed <laughs> because of my husband's work. So yeah. what I do have though, is I have like crazy organizational skills, um, and I love systems. And so I just, I think systems are what can free us from the, the chaos. Yeah. And um, so I, I use Trello for everything. <laughs> I'm of. hearing that a lot these days. <laughs> I should contact Trello and say, I think you need to pay me for yeah. all of the uh, advertising this podcast is doing for you. <laughs> yeah. The fourth person who said that on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I have systems. I have an entire like group coaching program on it because it has helped me so much. And then I was like, let me show them the actual systems that I'm setting up on the back end. Because I literally don't have any mental energy to like even remember the awesome blog post idea I had like, you know, yeah. two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have some place to put it. So um, this may be a silly question, but uh, do you ever get any time to have me time? And if you do, what do you like to do? So I have to take it even though I don't have time mm. for it. That's my, that's my philosophy too. Mm -hmm. 
And so how I do the work around, and some people hate that I say this, but I get up at four in the morning so that I can have me time. So oh my gosh, me, what time do you go to bed? I have to know. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes later, sometimes earlier, but usually around 930. Okay. That's still good grief. Oh, four. I, I'm really pushing it. I'll get up at five. I can't imagine getting up at four. So what? Do you have, then what's your day look like once you get up that early? So I have like, I have to have my coffee and do my journaling and my mindset work in the morning. Mm-hmm. So that's why I get up. And so I look forward to getting up that early. And yeah. then I start into content creation and working on my business um, mm-hmm. before the day starts. Because I find that if I don't, my clients will just run my day. <laughs> it happens easily. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's great. Um, I don't know that I'll be getting up at four, but <laughs> I do think there's a lot of merit to starting your day with um, with some type of, you know, whether it be, uh, um, what am I, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh um mindset or mindset uh meditation that's the word oh my gosh yeah (laughs) see i need more sleep (laughs) so yeah we're starting with meditation or devotional or mindset work or something like that i mean it really i've heard that's another thing that i've heard over and over and i want to do that i need to get into that habit it's i'm one of those people that's terrible at starting new habits or sticking to them so um what do you use for your mindset work? So I do it really intuitively. I have like a toolbox, I call it. Um, and it's like different things that I enjoy doing. And then in the morning, I just kind of check in and think like, what do I need right now? What would be best? And um, usually that has, I've been doing a ton of journaling lately. It's not always the case. Um and I do EFT meditation sometimes, um, affirmations, again, just like feeling it out and seeing what would be the best course of action for that day. But I always, always write down my number one priority mm-hmm. and just execute on that right away in the morning. Oh, that's awesome. All right. So before we uh, wrap this up, where can people find you and um, well, what's, where's the best place to send them? So my website is marianaseverwees.com and I have um, a challenge if you're interested in getting deeper in content creation at marianaseverwees.com slash content and I walk you through my system. Um, like I said, I'm really organized about systems. So to good. <laughs> show you how to repurpose all of your content and kind of like I told you about the nuggets and how to like plan that out. So by the end of the challenge, if you do it for only 20 minutes a day, you'll have six months of content. Wow. Okay. Sign me up. (laughs) Okay. And, um, just for my personal knowledge, what's your other challenge? Um, the other challenge is the business foundations challenge. And we're going to be talking about some of the foundational pieces that I put together for my business, um, to help me to grow, um, and I am going to talk a little bit about ideal client work mm-hmm. in that room. Great. Sounds yeah. fun. Okay. Well, um, I appreciate you taking the time out today. I'm sorry. I know it's tough when you're balancing with little ones, but great information. Okay. And um, 
and thank you. Thanks for having me and thanks for your patience with my daughter. <laughs> uh, no problem. I get it. <laughs> okay, so I can gladly say that I made it through. I got all the pieces together and we are finished with episode 39 that was supposed to be published a week ago. So uh, thank you for your patience on all of that. If you were waiting just so impatiently as I know you were, right? Speaking of which, if you love our show, can you please head on over to iTunes and give us a great review and subscribe to us so that other people can find us. And if you want to see um, the links to the challenge and all the other great stuff that we talked about in the show today, please be sure to head on over to losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 39. Have a fantastic day.